I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What fresh hell is this? Welcome back to Flap Culture. are indeed listening to Flop Culture, a podcast where I, Fanula Jones, speak to an esteemed guest about their favourite flop, as well as bringing you up to date on the latest pop culture news. Hope you're well. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode on Jennifer's Body with Fiona Frawley. The live show, Top of Flops for 2023, is sold out. So thank you very much. I'm very excited. That is happening November 29th. Uh, with my good gang, my my pals, Padraig Wilson McCarthy, Owen Keane, Carla Kay. I'm very excited to see you all there. Don't forget to keep up the podcast on social media. It's at flapculture underscore pod. And I would also love your ratings wherever you're listening. Five stars. If you do leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a nickname in your review, I will shout you out at the end of next week's episode. And I will give you your little own floppy recommendation for my floppy, floppy heart. We are also over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash flop culture. If you are looking for more content this month already, we have done a look at Taylor Swift's potential NFL PR relationship. Does it go beyond Travis Kelsey? What might she be doing? Are NFL engaging in anything? My good friend Daniel Kelly joined me for that episode. This week, I'm sitting down with Podrick, who I mentioned earlier, to review the most chaotic series of Love is Blind ever, in some ways. Lots of behind-the-scene dramas going on there as well, so we're going to talk about all that. And also myself and Owen will be starting Fleabag Season 2 very soon, so go check that out. Uh, we also did a deep dive into Olivia Rodrigo's most recent album, Guts, for Bop Culture. That was with Kane Sullivan. So, yeah, if you want any of that, you know what to do. Patreon.com forward slash Culture. Before we get into our final spooky flop of the season, let's get into the news. Britney is everywhere. Her book, The Woman and Me, is coming out imminently. I think it's October 24th is the official release date. But she seems to have done this deal with People Magazine. They're getting a lot of exclusives, a lot of exclusive excerpts. 
I kind of question that because I feel like this book was going to sell copies anyway. I know that's generally a tactic with any celebrity memoir, but the memoir that there usually is a little bit teased in advance of the book. And I know this is one of probably the most highly anticipated celebrity mem- celebrity memoirs ever. But I do question the thought process behind how much information is coming out. I'll get into it. I suppose the biggest bombshell that has come out of this is one from Britney's relationship with Justin Timberlake. In the book, she details her experience of getting pregnant with Justin's child, something that she was very happy about. He seemingly was not, is what she's detailing in the memoir. She says, for me, it wasn't a tragedy, but Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said, we weren't ready to have a baby in our lives, that we were way too young. If it had been left up to me alone, I never would have done it. Uh, speaking about the fact that she had an abortion. Uh, She described it as one of the most agonising things I've ever experienced in my life. So now we have people going back and kind of re-evaluating the every time music video. There is a lot of imagery in that that I think people are taking now to mean that it was actually not necessarily even about the end of that relationship, but about this experience specifically, which is, I mean, just incredibly sad some other things coming out, I suppose, that directly correlate with that relationship. Uh, I think there's another story now that uh, she's basically saying that it was actually Justin that cheated on her and not the other way around. That's how we have the whole narrative of, you know, Justin came out with Crimea River and then came out with what goes around comes back around. There was this entire narrative that Brittany cheated on him. In the book, Brittany's like, no, that wasn't the case. She says she knows who it is. She's not naming them specifically because they have a family now and she's happy enough. That has led fans to kind of try and connect the dots themselves. Two names that I've seen come up, Alyssa Milano, Jenna Dwan. I will say again, all alleged. I do not know anything. But I think the hardcore Britney's fans are, they have their sights set there. That's all I'm saying. She also obviously speaks about the conservatorship. She said she felt like she was never good enough for her father, Jamie Spears. I became a robot, but not just a robot, a sort of child robot. I had been so infantilized that I was losing pieces of what made me feel like myself. The conservatorship stripped me of my womanhood, made me into a child. I became more of an entity than a person on stage. I'd always felt music in my bones and my blood. They stole that from me. I mean, I just... The life she's lived and the scrutiny that she continues to be under with whatever mad thing she wants to do on social media, it's just, it's very hard to see it all play out and hear her write about this so candidly. Again, I will say when I heard that Michelle Williams, the Oscar-nominated actress, was doing the audiobook for it, there were kind of alarm bells ringing for me. Uh, But basically, Britney has kind of given her own justification for that as well with this People exclusive. So Britney is doing the intro, is recording the intro herself, but she's basically said that reliving her story was so emotional and very difficult. So that's why Michelle Williams is narrating the rest of it. And Michelle Williams has come out and said, like, she's obviously very supportive of Britney and everything else. I'm excited is the wrong word to use to talk about reading this book, but... I am curious to see what else is covered because we know, again, if you're to believe any of the kind of media reporting and rumours and stuff like that, Justin was very apprehensive about this book coming out and Justin's lawyers were very keen on getting a copy themselves before it did come out to see what was in it. I think I'd heard the same around Colin Farrell's people 
So I'm like, does that relationship make it into the book at all? Is there anything in there? I don't know. We'll see. I I hope as much as I, I want this to be a place where she can tell her story truthfully and be heard and rinse the people that she needs to rinse and call them out. I am hoping for some light shed on the positive times and the insight into when times were good. And I can imagine that's probably very hard when so much of it has been under... I mean, the conservatorship was 13 years long. I think people forget that or don't realise that it was as long as it was. But yeah, the woman in me, I don't need to tell you, this book's going to sell a bajillion copies. It's out October 24th. Now, from one queen to several others, let's get into this week's flop. Producer Ryan Murphy ruled the 2010s. From Glee to American Horror Story, he could be counted on to produce a hit. So, when it was announced that Murphy would be taking on horror and slasher tropes alongside his co-creators Brad Falchuk and Ian Brennan, fans were optimistic. That, alongside some stellar casting announcements, Ariana Grande, Nick Jonas and Jamie Lee Curtis, alongside longtime Murphy faves Emma Roberts, Leah Michelle and Billy Lord. Fans were convinced they had a hit on their hands. But while it did gain a cult following thanks to its characters and particular brand of humour, the show, much like the victims in it, did not survive its second season, despite critics finally coming on board. Joining me to discuss Screen Queens is my very good friend, Kay McCarthy. Enjoy. Kay McCarthy, you are very welcome to Flop Culture. How are you doing? You good? Really good, yeah. Nervous. Happy. Nervous. Yeah. Why? I don't know, like I said, you've had a lot of really good guests on, so I want to like, you know, carry the torch. Yeah, you were you were born for this though. You I are gonna come so. back to do something else. Oh, 100%, usually... I've like three three things on the go. Yeah. I one of them though will be an intense rewatch because it's basically like softcore porn. Yeah. But we won't get in. No, we won't get into that now, we won't. Yeah, Uh, yeah. so usually I ask people to pick their own flop, but for this Halloween season... You didn't give me a choice. I didn't give you a choice. But, again, the episode I think you were born to do, a lot of people suggested Scream Queens when I asked for Halloween picks. Yeah. Their favourite Halloween flops. And I said, well, every person has a gay in their life that is obsessed with Scream Queens, and if they're not, they are the gay, but you are my gay in this instance. Yeah, it was, like, what, 2015? And I think 19-year-old Keen, like, that was my personality. I think it made you the person who I I actually think I've absorbed, like, re-watching it now, the way I speak to my friends... Yeah. And the way I treat people very much has been influenced by this show. This isn't a podcast, yeah. This isn't a podcast. This is actually an intervention because I think yeah. you are Chanel. No, I was actually, because it was only this week we were talking about, well, not us, as in we. Like, I was on about, oh, based on, like, people's behaviour during the year, like, I'll have a review and, like, demote them to, like, friend of status. <laughs> and then rewatching this, I was like, oh, this is where all this has come from. Yeah. Yeah, so I am the star of my own show. Yeah. Just no one watches. Yeah. yeah. I do, oh, sometimes. Thanks. Yeah, no, it, I think it's very of its time. And like, I took notes. Well, I, before you get into your notes, Screen Queens, for anyone who's not familiar, okay, what so is it about? Like, the, the premise is it's like uh, all these like horror tropes. Okay. Uh, but like, through the eyes of Ryan Murphy, so like, everything is camp, everything is gay. And like, you've an amazing cast, you've like, Jamie Lee Curtis, you've Emma Roberts, Abigail Breslin, 
you have uh, Nick Jonas. Mm, Who is incredible yeah, in this. Light of my life. So good. Joy of joys. Kiki Palmer. Also she, incredible. A big, Forgot huge... Forgot she was in this. Like, I just think that the big reason the season, like, the two seasons kind of flopped was because they centred the show around the wrong final girl. Okay. Like, Interesting. Skylar Samuels. Like, I hope she's booked and busy, but... Like yeah, she's very busy. She's currently she, starring in the Meg Two, she re- a movie about really, a big shark. They really dropped the ball with casting her because she has no charisma on screen. I was at all. gonna yeah, I needed to bring like, that up. It, painful. Great hats, beautiful hats, but like that's about it. <laughs> what hats, is with what is with the hats? And I think they took that on board because. I'd say... They got rid of her and they got, there's much they got less rid of the hats in season two, yeah. No, there's, there's, she like stops wearing hats about like episode 10 or 11. And I'm like, okay, finally, they listened. <laughs> and then coming into season two, they did what they should have done, which is make Kiki Palmer kind of the heart of the show. Because mm. she is just so entertaining. Yeah. I like, And I don't know, was it like, is it a bit like racism? That they did. Oh no, I, 100% like, is. There's a part of me, like... Because she could have carried the show 100%. Outside of this... Like, it, it boggles my mind. Obviously, Kiki Palmer is extremely famous, m- much more famous now in recent years. But there's a part of me that's like, you should be like Jennifer Lawrence, leading girl. She should. The one that she people should. go to that it's like, oh, like she should be in things. But I don't know if it's just because she, well, there is like, obviously, the fucking, the white supremacy of it all. But it's also, I don't know, she does a lot of things. She does a lot of things, but I just don't. They, like for some reason the interest isn't there but yeah. like when you see her on screen like she's so funny and fucking gorgeous as well divine I mean it just helps too. yeah it does and also so Skylar Samuels who plays the lead girl in season one in season one actually Grace Grace yeah, we and, just her, said and her dad Oliver Hudson if I never saw him in anything ever again I wouldn't be upset about it I actually really liked him in what? this I really like, liked him in this I love normalising like the dad bod yeah like very sexy and I love that Jamie Lee Curtis is getting her bit and writing him all the time but like I just I thought just, his character was so funny really? yeah oh just maybe it's just he irked me maybe yeah I don't know like, anyway sorry really we need, we need oh, to rewind before we go on the okay. hate train of who we hate and who we don't as you oh, said is that not what this is? Well, no, it is. <laughs> it is, but I think if anyone isn't familiar with Screen Queens, which I Oh, yeah, I sorry. Doubt. Back to the premise. So it's basically like Ryan Murphy came out and he was like, I'm developing this show. He was like, I'm taking Emma Roberts because she was just on the high still from... American Horror American Story. American Horror Story. He was like, I'm taking her. I have Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm lining up like this big A-list cast. Ariana Grande's in it. And it's like every episode, someone is going to get killed off until there's only one character left, which he went back on because so many characters survive. I was raging. I was like, so when are they all going to get chopped off? Because they're surviving every episode. And I think it's just because he, like, he built it up. It's very like, you know, Katy Perry Witness. Yeah. Where, like, she was like, it's going to be, like, woke, purposeful pop. And then it comes out and you're like, it's not bad, but, like, it's not what you said it was at all. And now all my expectations are, like... You know, slanted. Yeah. So I was like expecting everyone to be killed off, and they weren't. And you were disappointed by and that. Like I would say, half the cast is still alive at the end of it, and that's not what I was told would happen. You wanted you know everyone. I, mean? dead. I wanted everyone dead, even though, like you can tell, he just fell in love with like Abigail Breslin needs to get her flowers because, like, whoever is writing that script, like I don't know how to, like they must run these insults by people. 
I, now that's the one thing right like, the writing some of the is stuff they are saying to people is vicious <laughs> some of the writing is really sharp and it's obviously like uh, very clever so season one is based in a a college and yeah, a like sorry, sorority campus, house yeah. I keep losing college campus it's a sorority it's like this like the definition of everything that's wrong with yeah it, a lot of the writing it's like parodying what you'd imagine like the, like the worst system. white girl sorority girl you've ever met is yeah. and then some of the writing it's like as you said of its time some of it it's so, sets the teeth on edge like you know very not, like not right potentially like you can tell it was just a mean gay man writing all these lines <laughs> like they are so savage that's how you loved it and like so it's basically like the Kappa Kappa Tau is the sorority that all the Chanel's are in. So it's like Chanel Oberlin is Emma Roberts and she's the Regina George mm. to the point where like she takes, I think she kicks Regina George out of the water because like she doesn't even know her her friend's names. She's yeah. just named them after herself. She so is such a good character and she <laughs> does it. She plays it she, so well. Uh, even the wardrobe and anything. I feel like if people dressed up as Chanel for Halloween, if, it's instantly recognisable to could, those people. If they could do the whole, do you know, like Taylor's version, yeah. like the whole show again, but just a shoe cam because I want to <laughs> see those shoes. Like, she's unreal and like, she's named all of her friends after herself. So there's Chanel number no. two, played by Ariana Grande. There's Chanel number no. three, who's Billy Lord. There's Chanel number four, who we don't see because she died of meningitis. And then there's Chanel number five, who's Abigail Breslin. And like, it's just, it goes from there and she treats them like dirt. And the, the Dean Munch, who's Jamie, like, Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis, she's stepping in and she's like, you are all so toxic. This year, you have to accept anyone who applies to the sorority and let them in if you want to keep the... The sorority, the sorority going and then it like goes from there and uh, yeah and then there's like that cold open flashback that I just don't think needed to happen what you happens when it's like open flashback the very again? first the start is like 1995 and Cap Capitao and one of the sisters like gives birth oh the, the baby in the bathtub baby that like bath. kind of spawns yeah, all and the murders it's like, this is going to be so chaotic I can already sense anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I can't well even, that's the I, whole conceit of the show I was texting you being like I cannot I can understand okay. it but so like, it's very in theme because like I can't follow a narrative my own thoughts yeah so perfect and I couldn't follow this and I texted your... you and said as much and you said the meanest thing you've ever said to me you said you watch episodes of Love Island yeah so you can follow that and you can't follow this I don't know it was, it was annoying me that anyway, I couldn't figure no. out who it was till the end so oh yeah but that's that's part of the the troll. Well, yeah, that you're wa- you don't know who it is yeah. until then. Anyway, but yeah, so basically the girl this girl dies in the bathtub. I don't know the the acting in that scene just didn't mm. it I just don't think they should have opened with that. But anyway, yeah. You're one of his baby in the bath and like the girls are like, okay, we'll deal with this, but like waterfalls is on and like that's my song. So they go out and they're like, Don't go chase. And then they come back to the, the you're one in the bath and she's dead. And they're like, Oh crap. And then Jamie Lee Curtis is like I want to be like the best dean. What what is a dean? Just head of a college, I think. I don't know. Like a I'm not American. Like a, like a principal. Like a principal before college. college like okay. I'll Google it. You keep. Do explaining. colleges have principal? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis is like, I want my career to like pop off, so I'm going to help you cover this up. So they cover it up, and then it flashes forward to now, which is 2015. So like 20 years later. And um, there's like a, a murderer stalking the campus. And okay. he like targets the sorority. He's like dressed up as their 
Mascot. Mascot, which, which is, is a, like red, a devil. red devil. And he's like slowly murdering off anyone associated with the sorority one by one. Yeah. So they then all start turning on themselves, like yeah. the Chanel's. There's loads of theories Sorry, that I it's just... like the Dean, it might be someone else. Like it's, you have this fracas over 13 episodes over. Yeah, over who basically, it is. they're all pointing fingers at each other. Mainly, actually, uh, Abigail Breslin's character. They're just like, it's you. It's you. Because mm. they're just horrible to her all the time, which is just so gas to watch. And um, they keep accusing her of, like, having teeth in her... In vagina. Her, in her vagina. It's so <laughs> gas. Um, and then they, like, hire... Jamie Curtis comes in and she's like, oh, uh, don't worry, I have this sorted. I've, like, hired security for the house. And it's Niecy Nash, Denise Hemphill. And she... Incredible. Comedy queen, like... Oh, like this every scene you said it to me she, you were like she eats up every, every scene. scene none of it makes sense it's so off the wall like I think that's the thing you just have to like leave your your brain at the door like you're not here for the plot you're here for like the one liners the but, clothes and all the girlies just yeah running around the place screaming but and they scream so much as well They're yeah always always screaming but that's Which what I was going to say. It, it makes for like, but this is also probably one of the reasons maybe why I flopped. It makes for like the perfect binge. As a, like, I think it would have been better as a streaming show because obviously when it came out, it was on Fox. It was like a network show. Mm. Uh, yeah. Didn't really necessarily flop. The ratings kind of went off the deep end yeah. by the end of the second season. But actually people thought the second season was better. How did your more recent rewatch compare to the very first time you watched it? I... It, season one, I had the same reaction. I was like, this is gas. Like, it's not, like, groundbreaking or anything like that. But I did think it was really entertaining. And I think they had something there. I just think it could have done with being, like, having a few less episodes, maybe. Mm. Um, like, to tighten up the plot. Like, there's some side plots, though, that are, like, the whole Chanel Halloween where she just has, like, sending all her Instagram <laughs> followers, like, awful presents. And she just goes around. It's like, it's, did Taylor Swift do that before or something? And she's going around to, like, all these, like... How would you describe it? They're like, sure, God, love us. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> and she's going around in like the mini car, like holding their hand. Oh, it's just, she's, she is cruel. Um, it's so, yeah, okay. Maybe that's then, where it lost me a little bit is the subplot. Because there's this whole thing in the middle where like Dean's ex-husband is murdered. Yeah. And th- then they keep trying to tie it back to the baby in the bathtub. Yeah, and they're and... trying to pin it on the Dean. And then you're like, oh, there's another red devil. How many red devils are there? Who's involved? very convoluted and then also what's that girl's name she was she was in SNL and that's she she, Cecily Strong no she was like Gigi she was like the one stuck in the 90s because of whatever trauma she had oh she yeah she landed that because she did Kim Kim Kardashian on SNL okay and like I think she got like a bigger profile because of that because it was like everyone was like oh my god so funny so Ryan Murphy hired her and I just don't like her character, Grace, Grace's dad, poor Oliver Hudson, like if they weren't in it at all, I don't think it would have impacted the show. But see, the thing is, I think they needed, now, and I, I think I kind of agree with you, but I can also see the argument, like Grace's character is also supposed to be the antithesis to what the Chanel is, you know, the like... Yeah, is that not Kiki Palmer though? I, yeah, but I think, The again, antithesis of Chanel is boring. 
and that's what Grace brought. No, but it's like she a, brought boring. Yeah, but also like <laughs> like pick me girl. You know, okay, let's talk about the scenery awesome of it all because I think that's the scene that illustrates it best. <laughs> oh. Never have I had if you if you have watched Screen Creams, you Screen Queens, I can't speak. You know this scene because it comes up on TikTok all the time. It goes viral of this of this girl again wearing a terrible fucking golf hat yeah, or she's something. Beautiful. She she's is beautiful. Beautiful girl. Beautiful, beautiful girls. <laughs> but like, just uh, I don't know. Like, how could you? How could you even deliver that? I, line? I they set her up to fail. She. I'm gonna put the clip in here, but she goes into. She's just started at the college. She goes to this coffee shop, and Chanel is after ordering previously this insane coffee order, and is yeah, annoyed that the price is. Hundred degrees. Yeah, he's fucked it up, right? So then he goes over to take Grace's order, and she's like, "Can I get one of those pumpkin spice lattes?" Freezing though, and then she's like. <sighs> Actually, I don't like any of those fucking hipster coffee things. Ask for something else. And your man is like, I'm in love. And he's like, what's the name? And she goes, Senorita Awesome. It's a toe curl. Yeah. Yeah. Eight years later, my toes are still curled. Right. One 210 degree trend to five shot. No foam. Pumpkin spice. Half calf. No foam latte for Chanel. Thank you. Coffee donkey. You burned the milk. Learn to make a pumpkin spice latte, you psychopath. Next time, I get you fired. Or worse. Other barista. Welcome to the grind. How may I help you? Pumpkin spice latte, please. I want it freezing, though. <laughs> Actually, I just want a regular coffee. Those white girl pumpkin spice lattes annoy me. I'm in love. <laughs> Name? Senorita Awesome. You got it. Senorita Awesome. So I, but I think, even thinking about it now, I'm like, I want to be sick. I think their whole thing was that she was like so anti-Chanel and that brand and stuff. But I think it made her so unlikable in that way. Because Chanel is so unlikable, she's likable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whereas I think they didn't go hard enough with Grace. Yeah, or just, I don't know, is it the acting as well, though? I just, she's not for me. I actually thought the acting was okay. So, her, okay. though, her. Okay, so let's do uh, an itemised list. Right. What works for you? And for then watch, uh, no, for or the, the show. show in general. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what works no, for you well, and actually, what doesn't? Um... What works? Oh my god! Like I took notes, and all of my notes are insults. Can I start reading them out? Because I think it's the one-liners, right? So Haggy Gyllenhaal, <laughs> pissy SpaceX, predatory Les, who looks like Bruce Lee if he DJ'd, deaf Taylor Swift. Then I have some quotes as well, right? So it's like we're gathered here today because a backstabbing little bitch got exactly what was coming to her. They constantly retur- refer to each other as heifers, turdlets, or manatees. <laughs> Um, brainless gash looks like the bitch apple didn't fall far from the bitch tree and your underwear is relieved um, to be touching actual human genitals like you know the line that I have down there's one point where uh, Nisi Nash's character the security guard turned policewoman she ends up wearing a load of uh, Abigail Breslin's clothes (laughs) and she's and she goes and she's like why are you wearing my clothes and and Nisi Nash is like I think the bigger question is why do you have the body of a 40 year old woman (laughs) 
that oh, got me. I did laugh savage, out loud. Savage, like so mean. I also um, did laugh. You know when they do when your man is doing his Matthew McConaughey impression, Grace's love interest, who's the barista who ends up right, being one right, of the right. when he ends up being one of the Red Devils. He's that was so funny. Attractive. He is very attractive. He's very beautiful. I need to get that actor's name Diego very quickly. Bonita, Has Bonita? he done much else? Oh, he doesn't need to. He, you're um, happy enough. Yeah, I'm happy enough. The um, thing for me with this is, right, I remember all the hype around it when it came out. And it was like, it's Ryan Murphy. He does all these anthology series he's having such success with. Like, Glee had just finished. So he was coming out the, coming out the end of Glee, mm. but like still kind of riding the high of American Horror Story before oh, that yeah. went off. Totally the wagon. But then mm-hmm. you had all these big names, obviously. Emma Roberts, as you've already mentioned. Ariana Grande. Abigail Breslin. Nick Jonas. Glenn Powell wasn't probably really a name at this point, but he's also fucking great in this. Oh, Glenn Powell. He's so... Do you know what? Never has anyone committed more to a role. And, and I just... wish you'd watched a bit more of season two because in season two, he comes back and it's just... He's so funny. I will have... We're recording a bit in advance. I will have finished season two by the time this comes out. He is just... He's, he's good crack. Very funnily. And it's and he, it's just the fact he's riding everyone. Like, he's riding Emma Roberts. He's riding Niecy Nash. He's riding Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, there's a scene in season two when Niecy Nash, who's now special agent... I don't know how she got into the FBI, but she's in the FBI anyway now. And um, there's a scene of, like, her having flashbacks of when her and Chad were, like, together. Like, they were, like, friends with benefits. And they, like, did role-playing. And she was like, oh, Halloween. Like, the role-playing got a bit more steamy. And, like, there's a whole scene of them dressed up as the two lads from Brookback Mountain being like, I can't quit you. <laughs> and it's just... So she's like, why can't I quit you? Oh, it's just so funny, like... <laughs> okay, it's I just like to... I think it's a certain type of humour, and if it's your humour, it's, like, it's for you. Do you know what I mean? What about the horror element of it then? And, um, like, the slasher... Well, it's, it's more horror... Ca- it's slasher very, than horror. It's very camp. Yeah. It's very camp. I think it got, it got a bit... Not spookier, because it's not scary, like... You don't um, find it scary? No, I don't think so. Like, it can be a bit gory, but it's... I think it's so camp that even if it was, like, intending to be a bit spooky, it couldn't possibly be. Like, uh, Ariana Grande's death scene, and she's, like, texting your man. Yeah, that was so Like, and it took me a while to get it as well. I was like, I don't... Like, so the killer arrives, and like or, like, he texts her phone. Like, so it's, like, the scream trope, except Mm. it's a text. And he's like open the door and she opens the door and the killer comes in ah. and she's like oh my god what are you doing and he's like I'm gonna kill you and she's like ah but like the scene is completely silent yeah, they just yeah, do yeah. text which I thought was quite funny I think then. that's of course it's a scream reference yeah. why didn't I get that yeah, there's so a lot dumb. of and they they do like more kind of in the second oh we haven't mentioned Leah Michelle very good in this as what? well terrible person would, terrible really terrible person Amazing actress. She needs to lean into playing unhinged more because Hester is probably art imitating life. She's completely unhinged. And then in the second season, they lean into a bit more of like, you know, the tropes of her and they do um, Silence of the Lambs. Okay. So she's like Anthony Hopkins' character in Silence of the Lambs. Because ah. obviously, like, so. This season, are, are we allowed to talk about the end of it? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. so like the season ends. Um, Hester was one of the babies in the bath. Everyone, loads of people have been murdered and she ends up framing the Chanel's. Yeah, so the they Chanel's, end up going to prison and she doesn't. The Chanel's get committed to an asyl- asylum for the criminally insane, blah, blah, blah. And then you come into season two and the start of season two is set up like, there's a montage of like, it's almost like making a murderer. 
with the Chanel's, which I think they should have leaned into a bit more because it was quite funny. Well, they and reference that, don't they? That it's like they're, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is talking about it and it's her mm-hmm. inner monologue and she's talking about that. They shouldn't thought about them, but then Netflix made a documentary about them and they kind of blew up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's very yeah. funny. And then um, there's like a clip of like Hester and Denise Hemphill and she's like, oh, basically like, confesses that she's like yeah I murdered everyone I was the red devil and Denise and but she was like it's double jeopardy and Denise Hemphill is like what and she's like you can't be tried for the same crime twice and she was like you weren't tried for it and she was like but the crime was tried and she goes but you weren't so then so the Chanel's are out of prison then in the second season they've been cut off from their family so they've like no money and then for some reason the dean is like now running a hospital so it's set in a hospital and there's also someone died back in the day in the hospital and goes from there selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Who is the worst death, in your opinion, the worst across death. the two oh seasons? Oh my God, Jeff Taylor Swift. Yeah, not great. Mowed off. Yeah. And didn't even know because she's deaf, so she's just like singing. They're all buried up to their heads. It was like a hazing thing. And then one of the Red Devils comes along and like... Drive on lawnmower. Drive on lawnmower and goes overhead and she's like, what? I don't know. Uh, who, Sam, predatory lies, asphyxiation. Oh yeah, that was a bit dark. Mm. Yeah. Also predatory lies, like so problematic. It's so, some of it is so... So problematic. Towing the line. But again, if you were into Ryan Murphy, if you were into that humour, if you were into any of his shows, like mm. you were eating it's this like, up by feet. It's like, do you know the, like, if anyone watched Glee, like Santana had some like savage lines and it's just basically... It's that for two seasons it's, and people are getting d- d- yeah, are killed in the middle. Just, it's just like whoever was writing her lines just wrote an entire show of just savagery. Um... Jamie Lee Curtis in this, I don't know if you know this, uh, she would have a thumbtack in her hand and would squeeze it to stop her from laughing and ruining the takes during funny scenes. I think, because you can, you can see, like, there's, especially, like, I think it's, like, is it the last episode of season one where they're being arrested and Emma Roberts goes for it. Mm. She's, like... They all seem like they're having so much fun. Like, the... I think inside everyone is, like, this really privileged, belligerent, like adult child okay. who's just like and that's and she just plays that so well yeah she's the definition of, like she's getting arrested and she's just like fully like flapping so like 
the police like can't drag her out she's like ah! like it's just <laughs> if you just even watch her when the camera isn't on her and she's just going for it and like kicking and it's just she's gas I don't think she gets her her flowers her dues yeah no. um, I think she's a bit typecast well like that is kind of the thing as well isn't it because it's her character not now I know American Horror Story is an anthology as well I've never seen it probably never will I don't know maybe that can be another flop we get into at some point but is her character in the early seasons of American Horror Story not she, very similar the, there's a season season three um, her character Madison Montgomery is very that but yes. it's much more serious like she's an awful person but there's no like real comedy. There's to no it. comedy. There's no levity. Yeah. And then the second the the second season she's in there is like they try and I think he was up maybe trying to give her a bit more like variety because she's kind of like the nice girl, but like also not. I don't know. It's yeah. I think he's a bit obsessed with her, Ryan Murphy. Yeah, yeah. And then there's. A I think if he was like, if I was to be a girl, who would I be? And he's like, I'd be Emma. Roberts. Emma Roberts. And I'm gonna cast her in loads of things. And, and like, look, wear really nice clothes. Fair play. And I'd say she's get she's getting that good Ryan Murphy money. Good I for her. Respect her so much because there's no absolutely no spray tans. She is leaning into the true paleness. <laughs> and I would like her skin. You like to be represented. Yeah, on I screen. do. And like, do you know? There's a scene. I think it's like the first episode, and she's in this tiny skirt, and like her the complexion of her legs is like HB Raspberry Ripple, like it's pink. <laughs> but you're just like, yeah, she's stunning and pale and. And we love it. Yeah. Do you know what the, who the same cannot be said for? Ariel. Oh, I was going to say Ariel Grande. <laughs> yeah, she's... Jesse Nixon's not in Scream Queen. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry, I just thought you were... Ariel, this is know, around the time of the aggressive tan for Ari. Our it's gal Ari. Bad, it's bad, isn't it? It's... When you look at it now, you're like, I actually don't remember her being that tired. I was about to be like, how did no one say anything? But actually, a lot of people were. And we were all just kind of like, la, well, la, la. Like, yeah, you were like, oh, she's gorgeous. But like... Well, even, I also fully believe she was... It's also a terrible tan as well. Yeah. Like, it's not... Yeah, it's not good. It's not great. She's not on those. What are they? Inha- what's the new... The tanning inhaler? Yeah. yeah. but no, absolutely not. Flap culture does not endorse. No, not at all, inhalers. but I can see, like, if you're going for an even fake tan, like... <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's no blotchy, there's no running, it's not gathering in your fingers. Yeah, okay, we're going to move um, anyway, swiftly, swiftly along from this. Um, so the first season kind of got very mixed reviews. I'm going to mm-hmm. read a couple of reviews too and uh, see what you think. So Rotten Tomatoes, it's the first season has an approval rating of 68%, an average rating of 6.3 out of 10. The critical consensus reads, too tasteless for mainstream viewers and too silly for horror enthusiasts. Scream Queens fails to satisfy. But then we have Brian Lowry of Variety. He also says, "Uh, Murphy's real genius stems for an ability to promote his shows through concept and casting. The trade-off being that those qualities have a bad habit of trumping execution. The big reveal in the finale wasn't particularly revealing, mostly because the narrative has been such a madcap mess in the preceding weeks that my suspense had dissipated long ago. Thoughts. They are kind of damning reviews. I don't know Brian Larry personally. Well, I don't I plan think on we can assume, him. we can speculate on Brian. Like the show isn't for Brian Lowry. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, th- I don't I think it's trying say, to be tasteful. Yes, I agree with that. I will say, I, and I started making this point Liquid earlier and then forgot. for sluts. What about that is, <laughs> do you know what I mean? For young sluts. No, of course. It's What's them eating word? the... The cotton balls, like the fact that they never eat, like, and yeah. like the cotton balls dipped in barbecue sauce. Yeah, so that they don't get a blockage. I can't, I can't. Um, consider, sorry. consider doing the human race a favour and and get sterilised so 
the human race isn't exposed to your DNA. Like, <laughs> sincerely, Chanel Oberlin. Like. I, okay, but I suppose my point, I was trying to make this earlier and I got on a different train of thought then was, I, I didn't watch this at the time it was released. I think mm-hmm. I saw the Mall Black Friday episode. Because we, it was on MTV over here. It was a Fox over there, MTV over here. Saw the Mall episode in passing, didn't see anything else. For me, I just remember there being so much hype around it. And I remember also hearing that theory about everyone getting killed and people are kind of tuning he, in to see Ariana Grande getting killed. But like beyond that, I heard nothing else yeah. about the show. Now, I will also say I wouldn't be... I'm a horror person. I'm, I'm sorry, not really a slasher person. It's fine. Close your mouth. No, my <laughs> Um So maybe that's why it didn't appeal to me either. But then I feel like when the second season came around... It wasn't even... And they added lots more names for the second season. So you have Kirstie Alley, you have Taylor Lautner, you have Josh should, Stamos. Taylor, who keeps hiring Taylor Lautner? I can't believe how late this came out that I'm Taylor Lautner like, was in it. I was like, that. oh, just, so he has just actively been kind of working and plodding along. But has he, though? Well, I think maybe... I just think, like... It, all just the money praying he made, for Taylor Swift mo- to re-release Speak Now. All the money he made with Twilight, would he not have invested that back into actually going to acting classes? <laughs> like, I'm not saying I could act either, but I'm not being cast in television shows he is yeah it's just it, it, it he doesn't work for you in season two he's the Skyler Samuels of season two interesting Do you know? interesting but anyway my whole thing was that even the hype by season two had died down but generally the critics actually think the second season mm-hmm. is better yeah. it's a better review rating on Rotten Tomatoes it's at 83% average rating is 7.12 uh, out of 10 yeah it's actually it's a, yeah it's just seeing them try to adapt, sorry, them being the Chanel's. So it's the three of them have been hired as like medical interns by the Dean. I don't actually know why she's because she w- that. Yeah, that's never really clear. She's bought this hospital or is working yeah. with this hospital. She's she wants to make it like the best hospital in the world. She has this rare, she thinks she has a rare disease okay. um, and that she's dying. So she's set up this hospital specifically to treat rare diseases that aren't looked at. John Stamos is one of the doctors. Taylor Lautner is the other one. And it's basically like called the Cure Institute. So they like, you know, one of them is like um, this woman and she's she has some chromosome disorder and she's covered in hair. She's like... Um, That's Cecily Strong. Yeah, Cecily Strong. And, you know, they like treat her and then she's treated and it's like, oh, fab, like this is going to be amazing. And then like she gets murdered. And there's like the masked killer who this time is the Green Meanie, I think. Mm. Um, is like killing all the patients they've cured. Um, yeah, and it goes from there. And then it's like, I don't know, there's like some really funny, witty lines, like that, them being like fish, like they're living together, they're trying to cook. It's basically like, this, uh, like there's tones of like the simple life. Okay. Because like the Chanel's are like, they've never worked a day in their lives and they've never planned on working. And, um, and then it's like the staff, like, why are they here? Like, they're not doctors. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think that's also maybe one of the reasons why it flopped? That it was because it was taken out of that college setting? Because I didn't remember, I, I remember not enjoying the second season as much, but watching it now, I enjoyed it more. more. Yeah. Because when we did this originally, you were like, you probably don't need to watch season and two. And then I was watching season two and I was like, oh, I'm actually enjoying this. Okay. Um, yeah. And like Kirstie Alley's in it. She was great. She plays like an unhinged. She's like the the director of nursing. She's like unhinged, but she has like her own plot line going on. Because like, can I smile for you? Yes. So like, do you know Miss Bean in season one? Yeah. Who's like, 
Oh, get their shit, face burned off by. Actually, yeah, sorry, that and literally sets up the series. Yeah. Like again, and then actually this one of the is, most awful, truly awful lines in the entire show is directed at Miss Bean in like the first episode. Oh yeah, but you I'm can't actually, actually, not, actually not, not going to say no, that. On the do not repeat it. But absolutely like, not. That kind of sets. I don't think they go. It doesn't really set the joint. They don't really go that. Again, no, they that. don't, but uh, it was that, a truly awful line that death sets it up because she's like the the maid in the Kappa house, yeah, Kappa Kappa Tau, and Chanel is just awful to her. So Chanel is planning so, on like uh, pulling a prank, <laughs> yeah, she's planning on pulling this prank, pretending that she's gonna burn Miss Bean's face off to put off people from applying to Kappa yeah. because she's like, I can't have all these randos applying in like then, a deep fat fryer, yeah, but then someone mm. turns on the deep fat fryer. So when she does it to Miss Bean, she ends up actually burning her face off, yeah, yeah. That's and all the pages are like. That's Final Destination vibes, isn't it? Yeah, very. So, Kirsty Alley then in season two, she's Miss Bean's sister. And she's like, I'm going to fuck these bitches up. Like, she's out for revenge. Out for revenge. But then there's also another plot line. So she teams up with someone else who's like murdering, has their own motives for murdering people. Okay. And then, sorry, I forget that I can curse, but like... You can, it's fine. Um, Oliver Hudson fucking comes back then as well. <laughs> Your enemy. Oh, he's back in it. And then he's out for revenge because Skylar, Skylar Samuel's character has, she's lost the plot and now she's in a mental institution after Aww. season one. No, you don't care. No, I don't care. Um, so then she he's will, They should have been obvious when she was wearing those fucking hats. Yeah, I know. I know. And he says that actually, he's like, I should have noticed when she stopped wearing her hats. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well. <laughs> she didn't want, uh, the actor didn't want to be in season two because she wants to go to college oh did she and look at her now oh, she's in the Meg 2 the yeah two. the Meg 2 delighted for her I want to go to college mm, we Not all good. want to go to college <laughs> we all want to go to college we all education. want higher education <laughs> um, why do you think it flopped then ultimately I just think it's very niche and I think it would benefit now from like the streaming era because I think a lot of like, I think it's the same with music and, and streaming. It's like the metrics for measuring how good something is or like, you know, viewership is is much different now. You know, it's not like a sit down and it was never going to be something that people would sit down and watch in their in their front room. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas but like, it also, because of the themes, I suppose, it was never going to attract the family audience mm. that... Maybe not necessarily American Horror Story because obviously that goes dark, but like Glee, you can, like, everyone was watching that. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, if you're not into like horror or slasher stuff, you'd probably avoid Screen Queens. Yeah. Because you think it might not be for you, but there are actually things for people if you gave it a chance. I think it has a cult following there because it's very like, do you ever see The Heathers? No way, I actually haven't. um, Winona Ryder. I will watch it eventually, that's desperate. It's very much like, the an updated version of the Heathers, okay, because uh, that's like quite dark as well, but very funny. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think they took a lot of cues from that in this, and you can see it. Um, but yeah, no, it's I think all around it's an enjoyable viewing, an enjoyable experience. watch. What would a third season or a reboot look like for you? Because they, I know Ray Murphy I, in 2020. Now, nothing else has come of this since, so I don't want to see just thought, saying things. I was things. reading about um, 2022, they were talking about it again. Yeah. And Roberts was like, yeah, I'd 100% do it. So I think someone said, I think he said previously that Emma Roberts and Jamie Lee Curtis would be up for doing it again. And then Jamie in May Lee 2020. Curtis, I'd watch her in anything. Truly. Like, she is just. Beyond. There's a scene where she's in like a 
do you know, like the 1980s, like, workout leotard mm. in the second season and, like, the bod. I'm obsessed with her. She's just... It's when they do the psycho shower scene as well and she's like, I've seen that movie. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's her parents. Yeah, like, it's, it's very so meta. Much. And, like, she... There's... Like, that, that whole... It, she's just so funny. It was like, it turns out, anyway, in the second season, do you know the way? She set up this institute. They think that she's, like, Karoo, which is, like, this rare disease that, like, tribes in Papua New Guinea get from, like, um, like ritualistic cannibalism of their, like, dead. And she thinks she has that and she's Casual. dying, but it just turns out that, like, she's extreme dehydration because she's a raging alcoholic and doesn't drink water. <laughs> and they were like, wait, what do you brush your teeth with? And she's like, scotch. And they're like... <laughs> She's oh, like, I'm cured. I love her. Yeah. I love her. Um, yeah, anyway, May 2020, someone commented on an Instagram post of his asking for more episodes of Screen, Screen Queens. Queens. And he said, working on that. And then I think there were some updates to their Screen Queens social accounts. Yeah. So anyway, what does a season three or a reboot look like to you? It Like, two separate questions, I suppose. I think you can't do it without Emma Roberts. You'd need to have... Um, I think you'd have to have them all back, okay. really, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, the three Chanel's, you'd want Jamie Lee Curtis, you'd want Kiki Palmer back. Um, Plot-wise, though, was there ever much of a plot anyway? <laughs> I think just really savage writing and really cool wardrobes. Yeah. And, yeah. Where would you set it? Where would I set it? I don't know, I was actually thinking about that, because, like, if they're, like, where, what's another, like, it wouldn't really work in... Do you know if they did, like, a summer camp? Mm. Do you know if you're thinking of, like, all the tropes? I don't know. What would you think? Like, I didn't even... Even when they said the hospital, I was like, a hospital? Yeah. Question mark? That's what kind of threw me off, I think. But I'm trying to think of where else. A summer camp might work. Yeah, because, like, the, the season They could be two... sent for, like, uh, What you call it? What am I... What do people do when they go to prison and they have to... Community service. Like, the Chanel's go for community service and... Because, like, it ends, like, and they're... Like, the season ends and Chanel is now a TV doctor. Okay. Um, takes over the position from Brooke Shields, another amazing guest star. Um, it's kind of like Dr. Oz. Or it's like, what is it? Loving the Sea with Dr. <laughs> Chanel Oberlin. Um, and then it's like, she's, like, finishing up, like... I, I don't know where... Abigail Breslin's gone in it but um, Billy Lord is like her producer on the show so they're like you know living life blah 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 and she leaves set and gets into her car and then she's like what's behind me and it's like the red devil's in the back car and she's like <gasps> so okay. I don't know but I then I'm like would they just abandon that all together maybe because they did that in the end of season one that's just yeah. maybe their I started thinking maybe a hotel but then that's just American Horror Story or hotel or did, White like, Lotus I think it could be funny if they did a whole, like, do you know, like, what's that? Do you know, girl in the window across the road from the train? Oh, Kirsten uh, Bell's in it. Yeah, Kristen do Bell. you know, if they did, like, that kind of trope of, like, I don't know, is she just in the house losing the plot? Is she a housewife? And they yeah. do, like, a Wisteria Lane thing. Yeah. And she's just losing the plot down a cul-de-sac. Yeah. Do you know? Interesting. That could be good. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see if they bloody do it. Maybe, because I feel like she's having a bit of a renaissance. Well, she's in the upcoming 
I don't think this will be out by the time we were, maybe it will be, I don't know, but the upcoming American Horror Story Delicate with, you're talking about Emma Roberts. Yeah. Opposite Kim Kardashian. Yeah. You do not look amused. The people who are watching the video can't see, but you look unimpressed. Yeah. Thoughts? Cara Delevingne. Well, I mean. Please. Please. When did American Horror Story jump the shark for you? Because you watched kind of a lot at the start and um, I feel like. I enjoyed the first three seasons. I didn't get, fourth season wasn't for me, but I watched it just because Jessica Lang is, everyone should watch that's anything. That's Colvin, is it? Uh, no, that's Freak Show. Okay. Everyone should just watch anything ever that she's in. Um, hotel was fine. Again, beautiful hotel, lovely <laughs> hotel. Um, season, I enjoyed season six. I actually thought that was the scariest one in a while. That's like Roanoke. It's okay. like a house in the middle of nowhere and... Do you know, spooky things happen, which is kind of the plot for all of them, really, isn't it? Yeah. The cult one was okay. Apocalypse, I was like, oh, but they just brought back all the witches. So you're like, yeah, that's gay. I'll watch that. Perfect. And then after that, I was like, they'd like a summer camp season 1984. Emma Roberts was the lead. Stunning, as always. But like the plot was like, I'm not here for it. Yeah. It was so shite. Okay. Absolute shite. I feel like I'm retconning some of them as well to be better than they actually were. Maybe. Has it been shite since maybe the fourth season? Probably. Look, we'll see when we do a full um, recap season on yeah. Patreon, probably. Um, but if you just, I don't know, like it's all these beautiful women wearing beautiful clothes. Like, yeah. What's not to love? Leave your brain at the floor. Yeah. And Scream Queens yeah. is very similar. We should go with them for Halloween at one point. I'd actually go as Grace. You always ask me to do Halloween don't things. Don't start. We do this for Halloween. Don't we do this. Start. We have this idea, this idea. Don't and start. None of it don't ever be materialises. nasty now. Don't be nasty now, Mike. Come on. <laughs> It is I'll it is. be Grace and I'll wear the stupid hat and you can be Chanel. I'm not going if you're going as Grace. Okay. Why? It'd be so funny I, though. Senorita like, Awesome. Yeah, I'm actually, actually going to do that for Halloween you know if we don't do it together. That's so funny. I get yeah, a Starbucks cup and I write Senorita Awesome on it. And a cap and a blonde wig. Perfect. And the people no will get, get it. it. No, the gays will. I will be feeding <laughs> the gays and that's I fine. I know because I feel like people just have like face blindness for Skylar Samuels. Like no one even, no one knows who she is. Yeah. Joe, no offence. I hope she doesn't listen. She does. I was texting her earlier. <laughs> um, Kim, what a pleasure. It's been fun to have you, yeah, I love you on the podcast. I love you too. You will be back. Where yeah, can people... Plans. You do have loads of plans. Think... We have loads of plans. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Beautiful we plans. Do. Beautiful, loads of plans. Beautiful, Beautiful plans. plans. I Where can that. people find you? Can I, I just use people, this as a... I don't think people want to find me. Well, I was going to say I could just use this as a... Dating Are you plugging yourself? You? Oh yeah, like if people want to, if where, you're where, know where any you wealthy, Instagram? wealthy me- Leslie McGuire yeah. on Instagram, if you want to follow me, it's just basically me trying to look sexy on the internet. Perfect. Yeah, I don't have really any interesting thoughts to share. I just that's great because we just post, did a podcast. I just post music that I like and think that everyone listens to it. Then when I put it up in my story, that's about it, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, they definitely yeah. don't. Oh, and we're going to Greece soon as well, so they'll see all that. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. well, this is coming so out of Halloween, behind... so Greece will have happened. Oh, will it? Yeah. Oh, all right, okay, never mind, so. Okay. Forget about Greece. <laughs> Forget about it. Kay McCarthy. I had a great time, I had, I had a great time too. I do. Let, me do, my, let me do my oh, fucking outro. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were talking to me. Oh, yeah, I'm the sole purpose of the really podcast. If I can't no, yeah. Okay, go on, so. Kay McCarthy, thank you so much for joining me on Flap Culture and let me finish this outro. I appreciate it. Love you. <laughs> A big thank you to Kian. Uh, he is actually going to join me over on Patreon later this month because we're going to Madonna's celebration tour in Antwerp. We're going to the second night and we will be reviewing it after. So if you want to hear our thoughts on that, head on over there. You know where it is. I have finished the second season now uh, upon recording. And look, I will say 
<laughs> I will say, it's as mad cap as ever, but just for me, I do think it had it had lost the steam of the first season. I think the shock value had dissipated too much. And I think that's why viewers kind of ultimately switched off. And I do think we had just gotten to a point of, and to be honest, I still think we're kind of in the midst of it. And me and Kian have this conversation in uh, during the episode you'll hear there about even like with American Horror Story. Like if we were to talk about shows from him that have actually been like very good in terms of critical and not commercial success, but in terms of actually having eyes on them. It's hard to give an example, you know what I mean? He's very prolific, but he's also, and when I say he, I mean Ryan Murphy. It's just very specific, and you're either on board or you're not. And even kind of reliving this show for this episode, even when I was pulling the clips for the, the coffee order scene, and like some of Chanel's dialogue is like reprehensible and it's obviously supposed to be because she's supposed to be this you know what's the word like stereotype white girl sorority person etc etc that's also kind of hard to stomach now knowing what we've learned about Eva Roberts since and some of her onset behavior Angelica Ross recently spoke out about her experience on set with Emma wasn't great Emma apparently rang her and apologized privately all that said I think it's a product of its time and I think there is an acknowledgement that a lot of what happens in the show is parody, parody, parodying. It's such a very hard word to say and I have to say it so often on this podcast. But it's taking the mick out of these scenarios, these types of people, these situations. Um, and you know what? It still remains a lot of fun despite it all. And I think we need to retroactively give Glenn Powell an Emmy because Trad Radwell forever. I mean, that man needs to be doing comedy. We need to get him out of planes and not doing action movies, right? I know he's in that one with Sydney Sweeney coming up. Anyone but you? We will be seated, girls. I will be seated. But my God, just brilliant. Glenn said, the director said, take five. And Glenn said, change lives. You know what I mean? Every day on set. I love it. Love it, love it, love it, and would recommend for anyone who hasn't watched. But I will say, go in with your eyes open, okay? Finally, top of the flops. Not a hard one this week, guys. Not a hard one. You're a flop. Look, okay, I actually was going to specifically direct this at Jada Pinkett Smith, right? But I think we need to go wider, and I think Will does need to be included, because I think this is a situation that the two of them have both created. And I will also say, I think we, we as in the general public, should be in on being top of the flops, because it's us that put them there, right? For so long, they were you know, couple goals, and it seemed like they were kind of the most truthful Hollywood couple, because that's what we demand so much of famous uh, couples, famous married Hollywood couples. We want that transparency. We want the honesty that they're all shagging around each other, that they're not like totally committed to each other and committed to monogamy and stuff like that. And to be honest, they've given that to us more often than not. And then we've laughed back in their face and turned it into a meme. Like even with the August Alcina entanglement affair declaration from a couple of years ago that Jada made at Red Table Talk. But right, this recent week now of... Again, these, this, and they're not leaks because she's doing 
promotion and she's doing interviews for her memoir, Worthy, which is where all these stories are coming from, like, there's nothing left to be read in the book for the amount that's coming out about this. So first we had the story that, you know, oh, they've been separated since 2016. They've been separated for however many years that is. I'm not doing math right now. They've been separated for that many years, right? So when the Oscar slap happened, when Will Smith went up and slapped Chris Rock for making a comment about Jada Pinkett Smith at that year's Oscars, apparently they were not together, right? This story comes out and I'm like, this is, okay. And I put it to my followers. I was like, right, is this true? Do we believe that this is true? 100% true. Or do we believe that, you know, yes, it's true that they're separated, but the timeline isn't correct. And a lot of people are replied and they were like, respectfully, Fanula, I don't care. And you know what? <laughs> I appreciate that. But it just, it's got me in my PR brain. Like it just, initially it really seemed like this was all kind of damage control to maybe explain why Will did what he did and then I was talking about it with other people and they were like well no from my perspective it actually kind of makes it look worse and makes it like less make sense then you've the revelation that Chris Rock apparently knew that they were separated and he wanted to take her out on a date does that also feed into why Will slapped Chris I don't know I mean it's just like bombshell after bombshell after bombshell Will is giving his own statements to New York Times in which he's basically saying that you know like I I read the book and I like I wish I'd hugged you more now and Jada's like we're never going to get divorced I'm never giving up on him but like we're not living together but we want to get back together and now there's talk about the two of them writing a book together called Don't Try This At Home have you ever actually thought about having a conversation just with each other? You know what I mean? I find it very interesting, this whole thing of the the kind of radical transparency that they've taken on as a celebrity couple, as a brand, even individually, and with the Red Table Talk brand and how, look, again, we've benefited from that when they've had celebrities to the table like... I don't know, the best examples are probably Jordan Woods post the uh, Jordan Woods, Tristan Thompson cheating scandal in inverse commas. Um, and the, uh, your one, Olivia Jade, the college admission scandal thing. Like, if they weren't so kind of transparent and upfront and honest, we wouldn't have had that interview style, you know what I mean? And those revelations, they wouldn't have gone to other platforms to give those, you know, exclusives. But there is just a thing of like... And you're seeing reports now, and again, am I to believe this? Who knows? Are these being leaked from their own camp? Probably not, because it doesn't make them look great. But you're reading reports that, like, Jaden and Will have two children together, Willow and Jaden, and apparently they're kind of not really happy about how much this is playing out in the press, and how they wish some of it was still kept private, and how their dad is kind of taking another beating now for all of this post the Oscars, and stuff like that. I don't know, like this is, because you're even seeing, you're seeing the public turn. You're And you're looking at the conversations and how it's kind of being memed again, but in a way that's also like, you're reading the comments of things. Like I think there's, I think Vulture has an article up about the memoir now of Worthy and like the, the caption that they wrote to coincide with the image of Jada on their Instagram feed is very like, Jade is at the centre of this, uh, unapologetically Virgo and 
blah, blah, blah. You know the way Vulture says things. I have it here now. Jada Pinkett Smith stays centred on herself, but she does talk about the slap and Will Smith and Ayahuasca. It is in many ways the most Virgo book of all time and and in indulging in her success, she takes back her narrative, so long tied to Will, to stake her claim on her career or her work. But like, you read the comments then and the comments are just, well, actually, I thought this comment was really interesting. I have mixed and confused feelings about her persona and she projects in this book promotional circus she is in. I kind of dig her, uh, this is a quote now, I kind of dig her, here I am, this is my attitude, take it or leave it. And other times I find her insufferably pretentious. And that is like a great point because she has been tied to Will for so long and it was very much like, we do, we definitely do this thing and we shouldn't. And I've done it before and I try not to, but again, internalized misogyny, it does just happen. Where you're kind of going to the woman to explain the actions of a man that they're tied to. And that... A lot of people are doing that in the wake of the Will Smith slap, you know? And I know she was directly referenced, but and I know there's talk of, again, because it's such a Hollywood thing, it's like, was it staged? Did she know? Blah, blah, blah. But, like, going to women and kind of going with their hands open, being like, okay, now it's time to explain why this man did this. You have to explain it. You have to justify it. So I get her wanting to write a memoir. She's obviously allowed to share her story. Her story is ultimately very tied to Will, Talking about the slap generates more headlines, but it's just, when is enough enough? You know what I mean? And how much is it, is it them actually gaming the system as well? Because you have her doing these podcasts. She did on purpose with Jay Shetty and Will Smith wrote her this letter in response to the memoir as well to be like, wow, I mean, like, I'm obsessed with you. But again, hearing sentences I'm like that, I'm like, it took you reading her memoir to realise that you should have hugged her more? I don't know. It's just... It's very interesting, this cycle we get in of wanting more transparency from our celebrities and then them giving it to us and us not really liking the truth and the transparency of it. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I do still think I'm more Team Jada than I will ever be Will Smith. And you'll know that if you've read his memoir... And if you haven't and you're too lazy to, Celebrity Remar Book Club did a really good episode on it, which I I kind of think he showed us who he was in that memoir and that was even pre-Oscar slap. So, top of the flaps, just everyone who just doesn't know when to taste them, you know what I mean? You'd know, like, you'd know they have no Irish roots as far as I'm aware because you'd never get an Irish person ratting themselves out like this consistently, you know? The Irish, the good old internalised Irish shame would kick in at some point and be like, here, maybe you should wished up, you know. But let me know, am I am I totally wrong in this? Do you have any strong opinions? How, were they put in an impossible position because of who they are, what they represented in Hollywood, their love story? I don't know. Are you team anyone? Are you excited for this book? Are you going to read it? Do you think there's anything else more that can be said or shared? Let me know. It's helloflapculture at gmail.com. And as I said, we're on social media, at flapculture underscore pod. Flap Culture returns next week for the final spooky edition and we're heading to Black Hills Forest, girls. I'm excited. Until then, my name is Vanilla Jones. This has been Flap Culture. Editing was done by Adam Shanahan. I will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.